We are Columbus Community Hospital, dedicated to providing compassionate, accessible health care close to home. Here's another edition of our podcast series, Columbus Community Hospital HealthCasts. Do you have bumps, moles, or sunspots? Sun exposure can put you at risk for serious medical problems, but how do you know when to consult with a doctor? Here to talk with us about lumps, bumps, and moles, what you need to know about skin lesions is Dr. Nyla Novotny, otolaryngology, head and neck surgery at Columbus Community Hospital. Dr. Novotny, thank you so much for your time. First off, can you tell me about your specialty? What is an otolaryngologist? Well, otolaryngology, head and neck surgery is often referred to as ear, nose, and throat. And so often you think, oh, tonsils or ear infections. But I trained at the Mayo Clinic where we did a lot of head and neck cancer, and that included a lot of skin cancer. So I have treated skin cancer for many years here in Columbus, and it's uh, it's been a really good specialty to do, and I enjoy doing the skin cancers. We have a lot of it here partly from uh, like farmers that have been out in the sun a lot. So sun exposure is a big, uh, big uh, problem with causing skin cancer. We all need to be careful of sun exposure, that's for sure. So what are the most common things you see when it comes to skin lesions? Well, people often come in with a little sore that doesn't heal. Now, I mostly limit my treatment of skin cancers to the head and neck, and it turns out that skin cancers mostly appear on the sun-exposed areas. So the head and neck is the biggest area that gets skin cancer, so it's a really good fit. But they'll often notice a little crusty patch or a little scaly area, and when they're first just a little bit of scaling, they're usually not cancer yet. But as those get a little bit more, then they develop a scab, and eventually the patient kind of picks the scab off and it'll bleed a little bit and then then it gets another scab and they think, oh, well, it's healing and then they pick the scab off again, another week goes by and little by little that lesion gets bigger and bigger. So it's it's really the ones that are crusting and bleeding that are pretty high risk for having cancer in them. There are some types of skin cancers that are more like a nodule and can look just like a little mole without any uh, pigment to it, just a non-pigmented mole. And so sometimes sometimes you can't tell for sure by looking at it, but if it's something new that's never been there before and it keeps growing, then those are the things that kind of point to the high risk. Great information, Dr. Novotny. What are some other signs we should be paying attention to? Yeah. And, and the other one that, of course, a lot of people have heard about is melanoma. Fortunately, we don't see as much melanoma as we do basal cell carcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma. Those are the common ones, but a melanoma is a black mole, and those are quite often much more serious. They dig deep, they spread, and those are the more serious types of skin cancers. The basal cell and squamous cell that we see commonly, those are easily treated with surgery. Uh, The melanomas need much wider excisions, and they can really spread and be much more of a problem. But those are black moles, and you look for those, you look for irregular pigmentation, so it might be darker and lighter brown or black, and then it'll have irregular borders to it, so it's not a perfect circle, and then it'll be irregular levels, so it's raised but kind of bumpy. So those are kind of the three things to look for when you're worried about melanoma. And do those happen primarily on the neck area, or can those happen on the face as well? Well, you can get a melanoma anywhere, 
but sun-exposed areas are more common. And But, you know, people get them on their legs. They can get them even internally. I mean, I've heard of them inside the intestines or inside the eye. And so it isn't strictly a sun-exposed area, but it's more common in the sun-exposed area. And the head and neck is one of the most sun-exposed areas we have. And will those start out small and grow over time? Is that another warning sign? Yes, for sure. And there are patients I've seen that have had just a little dark mole ever since they were a child, and it they thought it was nothing. And then at some point in their life, it all of a sudden started to grow and change, and they come in and you find it to be a melanoma. Well, it probably wasn't a melanoma when they were a child, but at some point, those cells started to change and became malignant. So how do you know when it's time to see the doctor? Well, for sure, those lesions that keep getting a scab and crusting and bleeding, those need to be checked. Um, And things that are changing. So a little brown mole that's been sitting there for years and years unchanged, you don't need to get that checked. Or just a little flakiness of the skin, that doesn't necessarily need to be checked. But it's when those get a scab and they start to bleed and they start to get bumpy and, and grow, those are the ones you need to get checked. So, Dr. Novotny, how do we do this self-assessment? I mean, I can't see every area of my body. Do we need a partner to look us over regularly? Yeah, quite often patients will come in and and they've just felt something behind their neck. And they often will show it to their family doctor, their primary care provider will look at it. And they often, often we get them as referrals from the family doctors that the patient had something they were worried about. And so the family doctor checked it. So just when you go in for your routine physical you know, especially if there's some little spot maybe in your scalp or around your neck or the back of your ear or whatever, you can just say, hey, could you check this for me and and let the family doctors take a look at it. And, you know, a person should be going in once a year for a checkup anyway, but, you know, not everybody does that. So, but I would say most of the time we see patients as referrals. All right. So let's talk about treatment. What are the treatment options that are out there? Well, there are a lot of different treatment options. Um, of basal cell and squamous cell are cured just by removing it. So the small ones can sometimes be just frozen or scraped or cautery, you know, burned a little bit and when they're very new and superficial. But as they start to get deeper and bigger, you can have them excised. And the way we do it in Columbus, it works really well. Um, We have the pathologist just down the hall from my office, so I'll take it off and just send it right down to the lab right there while you're still in the office, and they look at it immediately. And within about 10 or 15 minutes, we have an answer. Is it cancer? And then they can check all the margins. And we we mark it out, we map it like a face of a clock, 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock. So the pathologist knows that if there's cells that are extending, let's say, from 3 to 6 o'clock, they'll call us back and they'll tell us what it is, and they'll say, and we have positive margins in whatever area or deep margins. And then we know to go take a little bit more and send those margins down. The pathologist then looks at those and and until we get everything clear. So then we can do it all in one setting and then go ahead and put stitches in and close it up. And and I have a lot of training in, in plastic surgery, facial plastic surgery and reconstruction. And so we do little rotation flaps and can reconstruct the ear and and different things. So it works out really well. Now, some um, dermatologists will do what's called Mohs, and that's that's a very similar thing where they essentially shave a little layer off, and again, they map it, and they take it 
the, the difference is the dermatologists look at it themselves with their own microscope, and then they know, same thing, if it's 3 to 6 o'clock or a deep margin, wherever, and they'll go take a little bit more. And we have dermatologists around that do that, and sometimes if the defects get too big, they will send them to me to close because of my experience with these flaps, rotation flaps, and those kind of things. And how about the more serious kind? What about the treatment options for that? Well... Um, most of the time surgery is the option and there are some that will get treated with radiation, but there you have to go in repeatedly and it's, it's not as good of an option. At least that's my opinion. I mean, the radiation therapist might disagree with that, but, um, so radiation is another option. Um, there are some, some ointments that can help kill some cancer cells. That only is useful in very early and more often in precancerous lesions. But there are, you know, there's actually quite a few different things that have been tried, but really the surgery is kind of the main mainstay of treatment for skin cancers, and that includes melanomas and basal cell and squamous cell, and those are by far the most top, common type of skin cancers. Dr. Novotny, if you could wrap it up for us, it sounds like early detection is really important when it comes to skin lesions. Oh, for sure. I mean, we see patients sometimes that just kind of ignored it and let them grow, and we, we take out pretty large lesions sometimes, and of course, that's much more difficult to get them closed and to get your margins clear, um, but it, uh, of course, the really small ones are much easier, and we we do them you know, on the nose and on the lips and anywhere on the face or the head and neck. And, even onto the shoulder sometimes. So um, just mainly look for a lesion or a spot on the skin that might crust or bleed or keeps growing um, or that changes its color, getting darker. So those are sort of the things to watch for. And of course, on the internet, there's lots of photographs of, of skin cancers. So a person has access to that and, and you can ask your family doctor too. Really good information, Dr. Novotny. Thank you so much for your time today. For more information about skin lesions, visit columbushosp.org. That's columbushosp.org. This is Columbus Community Hospital HealthCasts from Columbus Community Hospital. I'm Bill Claparaw. Thanks for listening.